Hey, welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always by good friends Barnabas Piper and Ronnie Martin. And boys, I'm uh, I'm on a bit of a remote uh, broadcast here today in that I am calling in live from the villages uh, in a swamp just north of Orlando, Florida. Man, this is <laughs> this is retirement living at its finest. Um, you know, build as a sort of just a sort of paradise to uh, to retire to, boys. And uh, I tell you what, it's been uh, it's been an experience, man. It's very, very kind of in M Night Shyamalan, the villages esque, you know, <laughs> in that you have a lot of people walking around, sort of convincing themselves and convincing one another that that this is as good as it gets. But big key, reality, are you big yeah. key? Are you feeling like if you do an early retirement, this this might be it for you? Have you found it? Have you found paradise? Baby, all kidding aside, there's a there's a pervading kind of sadness here that I, that uh, I can't really put my finger on, man. And I'm trying to I, I'm I'm trying to kind of tease that out, you know. But I, I haven't quite figured it out. I, I I think you know what's interesting about the villages. It's really it's kind of retirement it, for not super creative people. In is, that it act, it's like, is it actually called the villages? It, yeah, it's actually called the villages. <laughs> wow, you're you're not kidding that it's. I, mean, I thought I thought that was like a nickname that you had given it. That's like that's the real. No, name. dude, it's it's M Night Shyamalan esque on on many levels. In that you know, it kind of has its own culture. It sort of has its own you know, uh, kind of uh, literature. You know, th- this is where death goes to die, fellas. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's all about being active. It's all about just kind of staving off the reality that like in 10 years you're going to be dead you know <laughs> a, lot, a lot of dinner at 4 30 and and uh monochrome velour sweatsuits dude yeah a lot of that man a lot of yeah kind of del boca vista-esque for for Steinfeld fans <laughs> yes out there. but um yeah it's nutty guys and I, I tell you i just got here two days ago so i'm still kind of getting my 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 head around all of what I'm seeing and experiencing. People drive golf carts down here, so there's mm. there's golf carts just zooming around, you know. See, I always think that part sounds kind of mildly, like, fun, you know? It does. Yeah, yeah. I, I have absolutely no problem with that but, part. But, but, Ronnie, imagine a life where that isn't the most fun thing you get to do. <laughs> well, dude, but that's... You know, I, I have like a life. I have a life that that might be the most fun thing I get to <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. On. You're... you're all three of us are probably arguably living that <laughs> okay, life already. Maybe fun so. is not the right word. How about, how about the most fulfilling thing you get to do? Okay, yeah. now we're just getting dark and depressing. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, dude, it's so easy to go dark and depressed down here, man, just in a, in a heartbeat. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be writing like the mother of all essays about this uh, when I get back. But, you know, right now it's just recon, man, just just research. But, you know, really, I, I think the, the pervading or prevailing attitude is like death doesn't exist, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's a place to be active, but it's, it's as though they picked up like whatever kind of boring suburb the person lived in, uh, in the other part of the country where they came from. Like, like this is your quintessential, just suburban neighborhood, you know, just with lots of golf and swimming pools and, you know, shuffleboard areas. And it's, it's, uh, it's wild, man. And it's also like- the, the highest rate of sexually transmitted disease what? per capita anywhere in the country, man. So what? a bunch of old... It, it, baby, it's like Studio 54 in the 70s down here, man. Wow. A bunch of, Big, bunch of crazy old swingers. So. <laughs> Big T, you got to be be careful while you're down there, yeah, man. No, baby, don't, don't shake hands. 
Don't yeah. Uh, no no fist bumps either. No none Dude, of that. Dude, I keep a little vial of penicillin. You know, just, just yeah, never grab, at the ready. You know? grab holy grab holiness by J C Ryle and start just manically reading the chapters, man. You, Dude, yeah, yeah you, I never go anywhere without my lady down here. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> Get jumped by some old cougar. Oh, seriously, it's it's insane, boys. Well, it, interestingly enough, our topics today, I think, have a little bit to do with this idea of kind of contriving experiences or contriving emotions. So this is a good lead in. But before we get to that pipe, uh, we have some business to take care of. And by business, I mean, it's raining sponsors this week. We have it two is. sponsors. So why don't you tell us about them? Well, guys, you know who uh, you know who did not retire to a lame community of swingers? Who? Jerry Bridges. Did not. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And I, I've not run into Jerry Bridges down here. I can I can <laughs> well, safely say that part part of that could be because uh, he passed away recently. But um, oh. <laughs> that the, was in bad taste. Mark, Mark, cut that segment. Cut that Actually, segment, Mark, Mark Owens. No, because here's the here's the thing. When a when a classic Christian author passes away, it is a a good reminder of the life that they spent. So Nav Press is our first sponsor, and uh, two of the books that they wanted to highlight are both Jerry Bridges books. The first is The Practice of Godliness, which is a classic. You brought up Holiness by Ryle. This is akin to that in terms of sort of the classic work on spiritual disciplines, on walking with the Lord. And the other is the blessing of humility. And I had a chance to meet Jerry Bridges a couple different times, just at publishing conventions and the like. And for somebody who is sort of an icon of the Christian faith, he was about as grounded and humble and kind a person as you can imagine. He he and J.I. Packer are both sort of just that they're everything you hope they would be when you meet them. So, uh, so practice of godliness and the blessing of humility from Nav Press. Go pick those up. They've re-released them, repackaged them. The content is the same, but just sort of refresh the look so that you don't feel like you're reading a really old book because that aesthetics matter to people, I guess. Speaking of aesthetics, our second sponsor is Missional Wear, and they do all sorts of aesthetically pleasing stuff uh, for. Well, really, since Father's Day is coming up, it should probably be a gift thing. That's probably why our listeners should get this stuff. They specifically wanted us to highlight their posters and their wall hangings, which are not like uh, they're not like inspirational posters. They're actually pretty cool. Like pastors would be proud to have these hanging on the wall of an office or not pastors if if uh, if you're just inclined. So they have they have uh, various designs of like the five solas. They have. Uh, Jonathan Edwards and Martin Luther and John Calvin and Charles Spurgeon prints. They have them uh, leaning more artsy and more plain and more feminine and more masculine. They've kind of got them all over the map. And some of these are actually the email sign-offs we talked about a couple weeks ago, Ted. Uh, I see see a Soli Dale Gloria on here. Mm. The the poster is actually just a giant email. Yeah, it's a, yeah, and it's, they just they just cut the signature. Oh, this one uh, we've got a Jonathan Edwards resolutions one. So resolved, I will live for God. If no one else does, I still will. That would actually make a really good email sign off. Uh, we've got the, the the classic Jim Elliot quote: "He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose." Um, but they have a special for our listeners, and that is uh, if you use the code Happy Rant to check off, you get ten dollars off a purchase of fifty dollars or more. So basically, a twenty percent discount, ten dollars nice. off fifty uh, fifty dollar purchase. That's the code Happy Rant, and that's missionalware.com. They have all sorts of other stuff too. They have pint glasses with different designs and quotes. They have coffee mugs. They have shirts, t-shirts, sweatshirts, etc. And they they keep coming out with new designs all the time and do some really good stuff. So check them out. They they are a regular sponsor for us and will be 
over the next several months. So we'll keep highlighting stuff, but specifically check out those posters and get dad or husband or boyfriend or whatever, something cool uh, for Father's Day. So missionalware.com, go check that out. Maybe is there going to be some happy rant gear in our future, like a fat head? Where you could get well, like a Barnabas Piper like wall hanging. They, or a- they do wall hangings like that, sort of that fathead style. We need to yeah. uh, we need to check that out. They uh, we are in discussions with them to do something uniquely cool for the live event in October. So high level discussions. Yes. Yeah, so uh, that's just that's just a little tease for listeners. If you think you might want to be at that, there may be some very awesome swag in your future. It's high-level business stuff. Listeners, we won't bore you with the details and all the percentage points and, and the, ne- the negotiating that happens on, a, on this level in, in media yeah. and entertainment. I mean, at, at some point, Ronnie's just going to take, uh, take the Mission Aware folks into a boardroom, lock the door, and they're, they're not coming out until a deal is struck. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 This is, this is high-level power lunching is what it's going to be. Two words. So. Legal pad. Yeah. I, scro- <laughs> I, I scribble a figure. I slide it across the table. You know? And that's, that's and just at. just remember, Ronnie, coffee is for closers. I understand. Ooh. I under- Who do you think you're talking to right now? I understand. ABC, Ronnie. ABC. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, I, uh, I I spent yesterday at Disney World. I'm sorry. Which, yeah, I know. Which <laughs> which honestly is is for me, I think the most miserable place on earth, man. It's it's <laughs> it's hot. It's packed, pillar to post, with the general public. Um, but the reason I bring this up, it's all about sort of contriving a feeling, right? So this whole thing is packaged and sold on the idea that you're creating a memory for your family. You're creating a memory for your kids. Um, you know, it's going to be the most special day of their childhood or whatever. And, and my kids definitely enjoyed it, but it, I I think my kids enjoy it more when I like take them to work and they get to roam around campus and they're like, dad, we found six frogs, you know, like, (laughs) like those are, those are the things they get, they get super stoked about. And and yesterday, I mean, this is the biggest racket in American business. The idea that like you pay this, this ungodly amount of money to stand in line in the heat all day and do like four things. Um, But the point being uh, it's all about this this sense of contriving a feeling. And today we've got uh, we've got listener suggested uh, topics. They're all great. And the first one I want to talk about is uh, all these graduation ceremonies that are popping up in life. So your kid, quote unquote, graduates from sixth grade, meaning he passes sixth grade and moves right. to seventh he, grade. He, he, he did. He did the required thing. He did the requirement. He did a little bit of long division. You know, he did a little bit of you know, diagramming sentences or whatever they do in sixth grade. And, uh, and they have this big ceremony and there's this, you know, cap and gown situation. Boys, what do you make of this, man? What, what's going on here culturally that, uh, you know, that this is a thing that we're contriving all these ceremonies to sort of make people feel a certain way. Hmm. Yeah. What's your take on that? Well, man, I don't know. It goes back to, it kind of reminds me of this whole culture of, you know, we, uh, we, we, uh, you know, with kids sports, we're like, everybody gets a trophy. Everybody gets an award. I, I think it's, it feels like somehow it's connected to that, to where we're, we have to celebrate everything. Like every, it's right. all, okay. So, so here's an example. Here's an example. I noticed that like parents now, like they have this, they incessantly say good job to their kids. Mm. So number number one, they they call them buddy every other word. And number mm. two, I mean, I mean, the kid the kid literally like walks up the stairs and they say good job. 
You know what I mean? Like I the kid do. does anything. The kid, like, the kid, like gra- the kid, like grabs his bagel, takes a bite, chews it, swallows it. Good job, yeah. buddy. And I just think it goes back to this thing where we're like we're like trying so so hard to like affirm our yeah. kids with like every little thing. It's that like they perpetual do. potty training. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And so I don't know. It, there's something in that that I haven't explored because I haven't had a toddler for a while. Um, or, or an elementary, you know, uh, age kid, but, but there's yeah. something in that to where I, I've been thinking about it more ironically enough. And, and I'm not, I'm not sure what that is and why that is. So I don't know, Piper, what do you got on that? I, I don't, I mean, yeah, I, I agree with everything you just said and you said it very well. The, the, just the good job buddy phenomenon. And I find myself wrestling with it as a parent because I have young kids. So I have a seven year old and a 10 year old and, and they, they both graduated from their grades this year. Um, <laughs> They, uh, they, Pike, they, congrats. I know. From the mean, show. Congratulations. When, are you guys going to be able to make the open house is the question. Um, yeah, we'll try. I'll be there. We, we may I'll send be there. a gift. We'll be you know, catering in Chick-fil-A and, uh, yeah. and celebrating uh, an advancement to second and fifth grades respectively. <laughs> well, baby, that's huge. I mean, it that is, is big. I mean, if, if they didn't You'll do this. You'll never forget this. If they didn't do this, uh, I mean – I don't know. We're, this is memory making is really what this is. Absolutely. But I, I feel like I feel like I'm a bad parent if I do not congratulate my kids for stuff that I'm not impressed with, you know, mm. like like eating their bagel, for example. Like, I don't feel like my kids need congratulations for finishing their dinner. <laughs> yeah, or, I agree. Or, or for, you know, they, they deserve congratulations when they work hard on a project and they and they earn a good grade. They, they deserve congratulations mm. if they work hard and. The grade is not what they hope for, but they really put themselves into it. And I guess that's the thing that I tried to do is I try to I tried to congratulate them for effort and yeah. for mm-hmm. for taking on challenges and taking risks and things like that. But like I, I'm not impressed with when my kids say, Hey dad, watch this, and then they're like they're like Stuart from Mad TV where they like jump up in the air and flail their arms and they're like, Watch me. And I don't do they need a good job for that? It's just kinda like, Great, you you jumped. And uh that but but other I feel like a jerk when I don't do it because other parents are so effusively praising of their kids. We're so proud of our child for passing kindergarten. Like they don't do anything <laughs> in kindergarten. Right. You need to know the alphabet and how to count to twenty to get out of kindergarten. I think maybe tie your shoes. Like that's <laughs> that's a low bar to clear. Why do we I don't understand I mean the, is like, it just part of, praise of that? Is it just part of sort of like I don't know. Maybe we can like maybe we can draw this back to the church. I don't think it's just in the church. I see it most. I, I see it most in the church, but sure. just sort of like making you know, kind of this kid's centrality. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, to where absolutely. It's and part of it. I think we draw kind of a we, we 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 kind of draw like a biblical precedent into it, which is like, man, we're no, we're affirming them, and we're not being like parent. We're not being like you know the world's greatest generation that just never said anything and just made us go out there and grit our teeth and pull up our sleeves and. Get it done just like they did. Start digging ditches because that's what I had to do in World War II. So it's like let's let's not do that. You know, let's show the love that we didn't get from the prior generation. Like I don't know, is that kind of what's going on? Like what's been? uh, Obviously, there's a simple answer to this if we go you know a little more deep into like the the heart condition of it. But like what what is it? What is it? I think there's I think there's a preponderance of like the child psychology stuff too. the whole sort of this is this is the next generation of the self-esteem movement so i need to love myself before i can love anybody else obviously and so i need to make my kids know that they're super super special even though even if i'm praising them for stuff that just isn't special at all you know graduating from first grade is not special it's expected and uh what's that dude let me ask you this man let me ask you this 
do you say you've had kids in sports, right? Yeah. Like your girls have played soccer and stuff. Yeah. Do you say good, good game when they clearly didn't try their hardest and didn't have a good game? I, the reason, the reason I, I ask, man, yeah. I had a I had a huge fight with Tristan over this like two years ago, where he had a game, a football game, where he just dogged it for whatever reason. He didn't try; he was out of it. And when he came off the field, I didn't say good job and I didn't say good game, and we just kind of rode back to the house in like stony <laughs> silence, and everyone in the car was noticing it, and like you know, my wife was uncomfortable, and I, I was just like, I'm not going to say good job if he didn't if he didn't give he didn't put out any effort. He didn't do a good job, right? I, I feel like that's – I try to pick out something to say, hey, I saw you did well there and yeah, use it as a yeah. lesson on, on how they didn't do well all the other times. You know, if okay. it's a game like yeah. that. I mean, if it's a game they play well, I'm – you know, it's it's high sure. fives and congratulations and whatever else. But, if, yeah, if there's a game where they're just like staring at the sky or they're just dogging it or whatever, yeah, yeah I'm not going to be like, you did great. I'm going to say, hey, there was that great play where you stopped. You know, you stopped – you know, you played great defense. You stopped the other team. But you didn't do that every time. Like you, you just sort of walked around out there and try to like, I don't know, make an object lesson out of it. Because I, I want them to learn that success, especially in competitive things, comes from busting your tail, not That's from, right. not a from showing up it. and wearing a uniform. Exactly, man. Exactly, guys. Yeah. I think we need. I think we need like. I think we need to bring in like mandatory playground fights again or something. Like oh, just baby, kid, I love that. Like just kids getting beat up and then coming back and like you like you guys saying, hey, this is kind of how you throw a punch. I mean like like I mean like I remember there used to be sitcoms uh, like about that kind of thing. Can you even imagine that happening now? Like teach me how to fight, dad. Teach me how to fight. You know, this is this we're we're going we're going far afield from the original question. But you brought up (laughs) playground fights. And so I my my daughter came home. I'm going to get raked over the coals by some sensitive parent for this. So here's the trigger warning. Whatever. man, Um, We got your back. So my daughter comes home from school a couple of weeks ago and she's really – she's not crying but she's really distraught because some kid at school was – I mean he basically threatened her. He's like, I hate you and I hope you're dead. Wow. And I looked her in the face and I said, what did you do? And she said, I didn't want a tattletale on him so I didn't do anything. And I said, here's two things you can do. If somebody ever threatens you, you tell somebody in authority – or you knock them on their back. I said, she's like, I'll, I said, she said, I'll get in trouble. I said, I do not care if the teacher sends you home from school. I will talk to the teacher and say, that was, that was my call. And yeah. she, she's defending herself because nobody else will. And I, I don't want to teach my kids to be fighters, like in terms of being violent or certainly not bullying. But if somebody Dude, says, raising round, Ronda Rousey over there, man. <laughs> but if, but if somebody says I hate you and I want you to be dead, I'm perfectly yeah. fine with my daughter, you know, kicking him in the nuts or knocking him on his back or pushing <laughs> him out of his chair or whatever it is because because that's a threat. But like that they this their school environment is such where that's that's just anathema. Like any act of aggression is seen yeah. as yeah. as yeah. absolutely forbidden. Dude, I see – I really see the happy rant is campaigning now for mandatory playground fighting. I will not vote for any candidate that does not promote that from this Dude, There you on. go, man. That's our platform, playground fights. That's, yeah. what we're, that's what we're hanging our hat on as a program. You I don't know? even remember what the original question was. I'm just saying some mandatory playground fights now. Baby, you listen what? to me. You know what I know now? The title of Pipe's next book, Knock Them on Their Back. subtitle or kick them in the nuts or kick them in the nuts help me help me knock them on their back yeah yeah exactly you know a father's guide to raising daughters because clearly (laughs) i'm the best at this
Exactly. Crazy. I love it. Speaking of uh, people raising things, and guys, maybe the three of us would have been better parents if we'd been if mothers. We'd had, <laughs> yeah, if, if we'd had dogs, if we'd had dogs and treated them like children. Um, because this is a thing now. It is. This is the. Yeah, Pipe, set this up for us, man. Where did this come from? Well, this was a listener's suggestion, and this is something that, that uh, you know, I've seen more of. But it's the it's the new reality of people having pets, specifically dogs. But I think cat – I mean, there's cat people have been crazy for forever. Dog people are now entering the cat people realm where they – they call themselves like this is my baby. You know, they're they're oh. the, they're the dog, the doggy daddy or the doggy mommy. It's kind of like being a baby mama, except except a doggy mama. And uh, minus yeah. the sex. <laughs> uh, let's hope. <laughs> Let us hope. I don't know what goes on down in the villages though. So, we'll, uh, uh, dude, it's crazy down here, man. It's um, crazy. You have no idea. Yeah. So all sorts of <laughs> all sorts of doggy daddies down there. Um, but then, but then there's like doggy grandparents and like. So mm. people's parents are buying into this whole thing too. And so pets have replaced children in an ironic way, even though children are the most valuable asset in our society and we praise them for doing stuff they're supposed to do. Dude, now in a way, does this involve – I want to assess this out a little more. Are, are we talking about like like putting a shirt on the dog? You know what I mean? Like putting a little sweater on it? Is that is that part of this? Well, I mean it's – Yes. Yeah, yes. that's that's part of it. There's Then yeah. there's there's bumper stickers. You know, there's Let me like answer the, you and say yes. Okay. <laughs> Do you say this from personal experience, Ronnie? Dude, no. Of course. Seriously? I, I, I'm going to quit the broadcast now. I mean yeah. – no, oh, You're just, a cat person. I forgot. Dude, well, no, no, no. But, cat people. I've never put a shirt on a cat. But do people Good do, luck cat, putting people a do shirt the same thing cat. with cats for sure. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's just this whole thing like – like I remember having a conversation with a dude and we're like talking about our kids and he's like talking about his son and I find out later it was a dog the whole time. And really? I'm like, dude, what, was the, what was the kid's name? I, I don't even remember it. I'm like, dude, that's not your son. That's your dog, <laughs> brother. I mean like I what do we it. – it's insane. It's and like I, an, he was serious. There's a, like there was no irony to it. There's you know? a distinct tie between the size of the dog and the outsized affection. Like the larger the dog, the more normal the dog own, owner. Absolutely. The, okay. This is all small pets. This the is smaller, small The smaller pet the dog, the, the greater the insanity. Because, right. because those are the ones that you can like – people put these things in strollers. I say things because I'm not certain they're yeah. actually dogs. They're, they're barking rodents. Uh they put them in strollers. They they carry them on planes with them, and they annoy the entire flight. Look, I will sit behind a screaming baby and have great empathy for the parents. If sure. I'm sitting behind a barking dog, I want to shoot the owner first and, may- <laughs> and maybe the dog. But I bet I can get the dog to be quiet. And uh, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. These, the, their lives center around the pets. I've had people cancel on me saying, you know, I can't come to whatever because uh, I don't have anybody to, you know, let the dog out for the afternoon or whatever Baby, it is. you're kidding me. People have no. literally canceled plans for that. Oh, yeah. you guys, that's yes. happened to me many, t- many times. That's not oh. a lie. That's, there's no joke with that. Yeah, yeah pipe, pipes on point with that. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't, I can't travel to this thing because the dog sitter fell through. Yeah, that wow. kind of thing. Oh, we're all going to get in so much trouble for this one. Yeah, I mean, this is out of control. I mean, this, this is yeah. this is a prophetic voice right here, Ronnie. We are speaking truth into the darkness on this one. We are, we are. And I guys, know. it's hard to do that. It's hard to speak truth into a culture that doesn't want to hear that. I, I know because I grew up in the '90s with Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> that, was, that was kind of their whole experience so you do I mean, what they told you i mean we know what I, you're talking about big right, T. I know you now know you do what, what they told you yeah exactly <laughs> exactly 
Now we need to we need to speak some truth into this dog issue, right? Bulls on parade, man. That's bulls what we're on dogs about. on parade. No, Correct. Get, get him out of the sweaters. Get him out of the stroller and treat him like the animals that they are. <laughs> okay, so let's 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 give some practical advice. What is what is oh you know where is the line for what it's okay to like what's what it's okay to buy your pet? What it's okay yeah. to uh, you know the amount of time you spend with them, the amount of money you spend on them. So like I think a dog bed is okay as long as it's basically like a pillow. Like a pillow. It's a pillow. Here's my answer, guys. Here's it's my thrown answer. in the corner. Right. Big R, yeah, what do you got? Food leash. Yeah. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Food. Not even water. Leash. You know what? Let, it, let them find their own water. You know what? Last time I checked, you can go outside and find water. You know what I mean? Last or, time I checked, you know, that's possible. You. you can I also you. you can also use like an, an empty uh, you know Cool Whip container and just run some out of the faucet for them, and that doesn't actually cost anything extra. All right, I will allow for that. <laughs> and and when it comes to food, though, you do not need like the canned fancy feasts for your little yapping rodent. Just get them like kibbles and bits. That that does the trick just fine. Did you know what I got one time? I got a Christmas letter. You know those horrible Christmas letters about your family and what, what everybody's up to? Yeah. And uh, one time I do those I every one, year as a joke, but go on. I got one written from the perspective of the family dog. Oh, did you did you keep that, Big T? Can you can, Maybe, did you keep? <laughs> I, I wish I had it on me. Because you could read it right now. I could read it. I, I don't know where it is, Big R. I don't know. I don't know the whereabouts of it. We can all imagine what it said, though, so I think we're with you. If it didn't involve the phrase, I spend the majority of my time fantasizing about sniffing crotches, then it's not really from the (laughs) dog's perspective. If it doesn't use the phrase humping a leg, then it's not really from the dog's perspective. It is it is a uh, it is a fully leg. That's the title of Barnabas's dog parenting book out on Nav Press, July 2017. Would would Gutcheck publish something about this? Like humping a leg? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we do humping a leg. <laughs> well, Consider and, yourself and, and, in negotiations with Gutcheck, and, and the uh, and the and the knocking the knock, knock them on their back, uh, the, knock them on their back, follow, and, and followed by humping a leg. <laughs> I'm, yeah, this is this is going to be a controversial episode. I feel man, like we're we, really violent, man. We're we, like pro violence on this podcast, is what we're saying. <laughs> we are. Well, no, I'm I'm trying to flesh out the the uh, the honesty of the dog's perspective on this because yeah, no, you know, the implications yeah. of this dog thing exactly so guys we just want we want our kids and our animals to have their their perspective place in society i think is what we're saying Let's yeah be and you to know. be clear kids are above dogs but also yes. below god like you give water to the kids <laughs> yeah in, in, in a the sense that you, you don't yeah you don't give water to the dog you let him forage around for it but but, but with the kids you give him some water. Okay. Piper, that's the title, man. Above dogs, below God. I mean that's oh, that's the money right there. That is the money. That, that uh, is the money. That just broke American society, Ronnie. That was above dogs, above below dogs, God. Below God. A guide. A guide to parenting your child. A guide to parenting with perspective. A guide to parenting <laughs> pet and child with perspective. Pet and I think we got a subtitle. You There's don't sub. parent pets. Yeah, that's a guide true. to a guide to parenting your children and what pet, owning your pet owning your pets yeah. <laughs> nav press july 27 yeah you 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 raise children you own pets my my mom pointed this out to me she said it used to be that you uh you owned a dog then you rescued a dog now you adopt a dog oh 
she she was not real thrilled that the same terminology is used for pets as was used when my little sister joined our family and actually became a family member and is raised as a child, not a pet. Guys, so, I'm speaking at some dog adoption conferences later this year at some mega churches, man. Is that, <laughs> is that bad? Should I rethink that? Is well, that hold on, that, hold on. I just want to make sure the book's out before then. So let me finish this proposal really quick for yeah, Barnabas. Yeah, exactly. Can, yeah, I mean, is is there like a? Are we going to get like doggy orphan care movements? Dude, we are. We're going to get little bracelets and t-shirts. Hello, can, I love uh, you. Part two. Can, I think, hello, I love you. Part two. Can Tom's can Tom's start a, a pet division so that every time I. Uh, I buy a pair of shoes. A dog gets a, a dog gets it's a little a, pair of booties or a sweater yeah, the, or something. The dog gets a little pair of canvas flats. Like yeah, four little four little canvas shoes. Tom's dog booties, right? I think that'll yeah, go I in with it. the promo for your new book, Barnabas. I, I think that'll it. go really well. That's that's cross marketing, big guy. Right? I, like, I like where your heads at. Cross. Always I mean, we can business. probably put in a pet color, adult coloring book somewhere in the mix. You know. That we- <laughs> I love it, boys. We got uh, we got to get Big R out of here, man, because he's a busy man. He's a mover and shaker. He has uh, high priced coffees to drink and meetings to have in in that space. But coffee is uh, for closers, Ronnie. Coffee is for closers. I understand. Keep it in mind. Now, if you were a dog owner, would you get your dog a little latte, a little hipster coffee? That Should is he- a gr- that's a question I want addressed, Piper, in your book. I want we that need co- that sussed out. I think because yeah, if you're going to have all your high end coffees. Yeah, you know, I why feel like don't your they? Dog needs a little, he right. needs a little bowl of like fair trade, you know, pumpkin spice latte of his own. What about mandatory playground fights for your pets? I mean, do we do we sort of do a little cross pollinization with that? Dude, it's pretty okay, Michael Vick. Can, can I can I have my children fight somebody else's Shih Tzu? That's the you know question. what? Now I'm offended. Now I'm yeah, offended. Yeah, too far, pipe. Too far. Oh, sorry. Is that animal abuse or is that child abuse? I can't I can't tell. I don't even know. Boys, it, it seems. It seems crazy. It just seems a madness to navigate away from this topic. I feel like we're we're doing such good work here, man. We've 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 come up with so many good future. Our sponsors books will write. be so proud. The sponsors will be thrilled to be attached with this episode, as they always are. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about for a couple minutes, guys, is um, using tracks. So using these little booklets oh. to do uh, to do evangelism. This is another listener question. Our listeners are uh, are so great about sending in. Uh, good questions via Twitter, and uh, and this was one of them. Should people use tracks, or how should people use tracks to do uh, evangelism? For for a little context, the person yeah. who sent this in posted it to our Twitter feed with a photograph, and the actual question was: Should people use tracks for evangelism like this person did by leaving them in the Walmart bathroom? Wow! Goodness. So uh, that that is one way to go about. Soul winning, I guess. Signed, I like, Jack Chick. <laughs> I feel like the Walmart bathroom is literally the saddest place on earth. That's that's a, there's that's no a- <laughs> there's no more desolate, bleak, awful place. So that if you if you if you're ever going to need a tract, it's there. You know, I, I I think in a weird perverse way, it's actually a good move. Yeah, Big but T, I mean, that was a that was an incredible statement you make. The most depressing place. On Earth, think about Walmart it. Big R. Is there a sadder place than a Walmart bathroom? I mean, I'm thinking of like Haiti right now, like post all the destruction. But no, but you're saying no. In fact, yeah. Martin, it's 
C- C- CIA black sites, like they actually they actually model them after. Walmart Dude, that's bathrooms. right. They put you in a Walmart bathroom with a little bare light bulb until you crack. They fly. Wow. They fly in a series of of large rednecks to befoul the place before they bring in prisoners. <laughs> oh, all right. So here's my take, man. Yeah. Um, okay. So. What I want to know, so I'm going to ask a question first. And I'm going to give my take. I want to know, like, when we talk about tracks, like, I haven't seen tracks since the glory, and I mean glory days of chick tracks from the 70s and 80s, all those apocalyptic, like, you know, the Dude, devil. Was, yeah. He, the, he had the, he was the, I'm trying to. He owned it. He, he owned, owned it. it. He owned that marketplace. I, yeah. I can't even think of a parallel. You know what I mean? He. He was like the Jay Z of the track business. Oh, uh, you know, I mean, I mean Ab- he, he was the Jay Z and the Beyonce of track. He was the Jay Z I mean, and the no- Beyonce of the track business. But dude, here's what's crazy, right? So my pops, yeah. my pops, literally. So my my mom was saved a year before my dad. My dad literally had his moment of. Rep- I'm not lying, fellas. All right, no, so roll okay, with man, me on we're this. Listening. We're listening. My dad had his moment of repentance and belief with the Lord okay. in a phone booth. A phone booth is one of these like metal contraptions where you used to like go in and pick up a, a telephone and call people and yeah, he yeah. had his moment he had his moment of regeneration after reading a chick track in a phone booth at LAX no lie that was yep. his conversion story and baby that's wild and it's that wild. is and that is why it is so difficult to have this conversation because the majority of tracts are absurd and Absolutely. how people and how people hand them out is ridiculous. I mean, it's like it's like carpet bombing with with the gospel, or at least some pseudo gospel. And yet, there are I mean, there are probably thousands and thousands of stories like that. Which the question is, I guess, does the ends justify the means? Well, Piper, I was going to tell you. So with that, with that, like knowing the story about my dad and all of that, you know, um, the bottom line. Is that I've never used a track, <laughs> having even even because my pops has that story. Like like Big R here has never used tracks as part of you know my personal evangelism tool. I've never gone there. I've never done it. Dude, would it would a would a hipster ever use a tract? And if so, what would a hipster tract look like? Well, I think that's the question: is can there be hipster tracks? And have you just <laughs> have you just literally talked about something that we need to pitch to missional wear in terms of like next do. level, next generational like hipster tracks, like Here's- literally like carved out and printed on like little like wood squares, right? Little in- wood squares with like a like a drill press. Right? Yeah, absolutely. It has to be reclaimed urban wood, however. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't reclaimed count. urban wood. And and like some leather, we can we can like pound it into some leather. Yeah, we'll have saddleback. We'll have saddleback connect with missional wear. It may be cost prohibitive because normally they're printed on like just north of newsprint. So the the whole handcrafted thing may limit the distribution a little bit. Maybe we sell them. Maybe sell them to unbelievers, and we say, here, maybe you want to buy this and learn about the gospel. It's eighty six dollars. But it's it, really going to change your the life. The gospel is free, but this track clearly is not. My it's really the aesthetic Here's the thing. of the track. It's in really in all seriousness, with it's with, art. with the trend towards all things retro, so the the re rise of vinyl, the fact that everybody dresses like they live in the depression, like all of those <laughs> things, people like you know the the, ta- the people like the tactile as opposed to all things yeah. digital, uh, and that's I could see. A, I could see a publishing company coming out with a line of tracts 
that actually does make some hay in certain communities. Now they they would have to be more like topical things, you know. So like my the what about the existence of God, about uh, gay marriage, about <clears throat> whatever it is. But but I could see that happening as long as the graphic designer who does it is really good and well, that Piper, and that yeah. actually working. I mean, in it's terms like of, a- in terms of it in terms of people in the, using them. Like it's the content, man. It's actually, man, now that we're talking about it, you know what's crazy? It's crazy that somebody hasn't done what you're saying and done like yeah. reformed tracks, like well, reformed yeah. tracks. Some, some people have. So Crossway Books was founded as Good News Publishers before before it ever became – so it was Good News Publishers before the Crossway Books division was born. I think that was in like the 70s. But it was founded in like the 40s or 50s and it was entirely a tract and literature ministry and that still goes on. <clears throat> and so they're taking – they're very reformed books, you know, so books by like my dad and and Kevin DeYoung and others and turning those into tracks. Tracks, yeah. So you can get like a – You're telling me Crossway is doing Kevin DeYoung tracks? I wouldn't swear speak. to Kevin DeYoung. I know Big they do. T, I Big T, Big T, calm down, man. Calm no, these, down. Dude, dude, these have got to be collector's items. Like where do you get these like things? You can, you can get a don't waste your life track. You can get a why oh. Jesus died for the world track. So like these or uh, you know so so these kinds of things. Or at least you could a couple years ago. I think they're still they're still doing those. And uh, and those are I mean those are theological content. Those are those are you know right. it's not right. uh, it's not a turn or burn kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, but guys, yeah, you know yeah. why you know why tracks aren't happy like like we've really sh- like the whole missional thing shifted into the fact that tracks don't promote relationship. Right. So there's this idea that says it's kind of a one and done thing where it's like, hey man, I met you, I said, hey, what's up? I drop a track like in your palm and I'm out and I'm never going to see you again. What if they so put we, Kevin DeYoung's phone number on the track? Well, that would be different. He would and love that's that. What, <laughs> it was right up his alley. So what yeah. I was going to say is when Happy Rant goes into our, you know, when we when we release our line of tracks. We're going to have all of our personal information on those things. Yeah, mailing address, phone number. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because Ted is such an extroverted, chatty guy who just yeah, I just I just want to be in a relationship with all kinds of people that I don't know. He wants to be on the phone with everybody. Absolutely, I love being on the phone. Well, that's why he went to the villages right now. I mean, that's what you're doing, right? Do with your, with your time, with all your spare time there, baby. I, in, in about five minutes, I got shuffleboard. I got a little bocce later. Do you have your tracks? I mean, do you have your tracks prepared for those? I got my reform tracks. You know, you have to have a PhD to read them because they came from Crossway. But, but right. you know, I'm going to leave them around and just see what happens. Right. They're going to be talking uh, yeah. about like imputation and propitiation. Imputation. And all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wonder I – bet, I bet Missional Wear could put out a Killer 5 solos tract. I bet you know what? Could. This is what I'm going to advocate right now. Missional Wear needs to put out a line – of reform tracks written by the three of us from the rant, distribute them. I mean, I think we're talking, this is like, we're, we're like discussing hit singles right now is what we're we talking. We are. We are. Yeah, we're doing high level business, man. The ideas are just literally flying out of us. They are. They're flowing like mud right now, Big T. Mm. Isn't this exciting, Big R? <laughs> isn't this, doesn't this harken back to some of those evenings that we spent in Fort Wayne? You it know, does. The, it the does. Manhattan of Northeast Indiana. I'm just sad that Barnabas couldn't have been there for all of that. Oh, you know? I know. Those were magical times, man. Oh, magical it's incredible. times. Yeah, incredible to amazing. think about. <laughs> <laughs> now Barnabas knows what it's like when you guys talk sports. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, boys, we've done what we always do on this program. We've wandered to and far, to and fro. Um, we've, we've solved a lot of, uh, we solved a lot of problems. I, I feel like we're, we're kind of on a hot streak, man. Yeah, I think everybody's uh, a better parent and pet owner for having listened to this. 
Absolutely, and a, and a, and a better evangelist, maybe even too. Oh, hundred percent. As soon as we get them, as soon as we get them, their reform tracks, they will be anyhow. Correct. Absolutely. So yeah, not not a minute not a minute before that, boy. That's right. No, you wait for the proper resource before you tell anybody about Jesus. I feel Correct. like we've launched two or three new products for missional wear. So guys, you're welcome. Um, we'll we'll be in touch. Our our people will be in touch with your people. And uh, until next time, Rachel the Hell Devins. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for working everything out for my good. Help me trust in your perfect plan. Amen. Father, thank you for loving and caring for me. With Christian prayer meditation, you can pray along to prayers based on specific topics. Go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Christian prayer meditation. You can also download the Abide app for biblical meditations at abide.com.